Thanks for checking out Chemistry Connections on the Hopewell Valley Student Podcasting Network, a proud partner of HVSPN.com, where students come together to publish content to share with the world. The opinions represented within this episode are those of the content creators only. Please enjoy the show. Jason Shin, and I am your host for episode number 19, called Advil, Aleve, Tylenol, there's chemistry behind them all. Today, we will be discussing how pain medicines function and what they do to inhibit pain on the molecular level. When you bruise your elbow, let's say, or pull a muscle, or just downright feel sick, what's your number one instinct? Well, maybe you'd say, put some ice on it, you put some ice on it. Or you take your temperature if you feel you have a fever. But I'm talking about pain medicine. That's what I usually do. Now, pain medicine comes in various forms and products, such as Advil, Aleve, Aspirin, Tylenol, just to name a few. But they all have the same function, to relieve pain and to bring your body temperature closer to normal. So let's start off with what pain essentially is. It's the body's natural response to trauma or imbalance which we feel as physical pain or discomfort. What happens when a part of the body is injured is a chemical known as prostaglandins are released. And these prostaglandins essentially bind with various receptors to stimulate different bodily functions, such as um, proliferating blood clotting at the site of a contusion or a bruise. However, these molecules... are released as a result of chemical reactions in the body that utilize enzymes known as cyclooxygenase. And as we know, enzymes serve to function similar to catalysts in that they can lower either the activation energies for reactions or provide quicker alternative pathways. Now where pain medicines come in to this is they bind with this cyclooxygenase enzyme in order to inhibit it from accelerating reactions to produce prostaglandins. And therefore, our body's response to pain is decreased. Now let's really think about it. When you first think of pain medicine, you likely think, oh, I'll take a pill, it'll lower my fever. Or, oh, my arm's going to feel better after I take a few pills. However, we never know why it works or think about how the pain medicine makes these changes to our bodies. So we'll look at aspirin, for example. You take an aspirin, kicks in about 15 minutes, and your symptoms of illness or pain decrease a bit. How does this happen? Well, as we said earlier, aspirin binds with the enzyme cyclooxygenase in the body. And as a result, the enzyme is occupied by a different species and therefore cannot react with other substrates to produce uh, prostaglandins. So let's look at what the aspirin actually does to inhibit the production of prostaglandins. As we said, Enzymes are a form of a catalyst that help to accelerate a reaction, and they increase the rate of reaction. In inhibiting the function of enzymes by occupying them, less substrates are able to reach this essential activation energy in order to undergo a reaction and create the prostaglandin products. What occurs in a reaction to produce prostaglandins is the cyclooxygenase enzyme binds with arachidonic acid substrates. And as a result, 
the strength of the arachidonic acid bonds are altered in a way that they become weaker. Therefore, the activation energy required to carry out the reaction is lowered, and more substrates reach this sufficient activation energy. Obviously, when bonds, uh, bond strengths are weakened, it's easier to break them. And when these cyclooxygenase enzymes are occupied instead by aspirin molecules, they're unable to accelerate the reaction to produce prostaglandins. So we have less of a pain response because these prostaglandins are what attach to different receptors to create the response. Like as we said earlier, accelerating blood flow to a certain area of the body. Now, aspirin's chemical formula is C9H8O4. And at the end of an aspirin molecule, there's an acetyl group with a chemical formula CH3CO. This portion of the molecule is what bonds to the cyclooxygenase enzyme in order to inhibit it from reacting to produce prostaglandin molecules. Now, cyclooxygenase is a very large, complex lipid molecule that consists of a tremendously large carbon chain. What's important to isolate, however, is the serine group on the molecule with the chemical formula C3, A7, and O3. Between the acetyl group on the aspirin molecule and the serine group on the cyclooxygenase molecule, a hydrogen bond is able to form. Structurally, there's an OH at the end of the serine molecule and a CO at the end of the acetyl group. This hydrogen bond occurs between the H on the OH portion of the serine molecule and the O on the CO portion of the acetyl group. And evidently, hydrogen bonds are extremely strong, generally speaking. So it makes it very difficult for the cyclooxygenase enzyme to separate and it's unable to go attached to the um, substrates to produce prostaglandins, essentially. So why am I interested in this topic? Now, as an athlete, I faced various injuries through my career, far more than a typical high school baseball player. I've had a plethora of pain, had to take medicine left and right, whether it was Advil, Tylenol, prescribed drugs, following surgeries. Freshman year, I tore my labor in my shoulder, so I missed the entire season due to surgery. I had to take pain medicines every day for at least a month to dampen the pain. During sophomore year baseball, rotator cuff problems in my right shoulder caused me to take Advil frequently. And then my junior, senior year, I retore the labrum in both shoulders. And I recall taking about three Advils before every game in practice in order to be able to play. So from taking so much pain relief medicine, I always wondered how it worked. I theorized that the medicine maybe produces a reaction to reduce pain, when in fact it does the opposite. Instead of producing a reaction to reduce pain, it inhibits the reaction to create a pain response, essentially. Evidently, it's important to understand the true function of pain medicines because we must be aware of what we put inside of our bodies. You know, anytime we put a foreign substance within our bodies, it's always a risk. So becoming educated on what pain medicines do exactly is imperative to know its safety and proper usage. Thank you for listening to this episode of Chemistry Connections. For more student-ran podcasts and digital content, make sure that you visit www.hvspn.com. Once again, thank you for listening.